If you could have a guide, someone to help you tell your story, give you the tools to reach your ideal customer, lead you to living your dreams and turning a profit, would you follow it? Everyone, every passion has a place in this world and each has the potential to be unstoppable. It's time to buckle up and tune in to your personal strategist, life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Stark. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday from the studio. Welcome. Thank you for joining me. My name is Linda Chafin-Start, and I am the owner and creative director here at Unstoppable Start Studios. And once again, as you've heard me say before, I wish I would have worn my progressives so I can actually look out the window and have a conversation with you instead of trying to flip back and forth between readers and having them off of the bridge of my nose. Um, I hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday so far. I want to share some things with you, but first let's let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today, which is life and its crossroads. I know that seems like a monumental sort of thing, right? Crossroads. Um, crossroads are the forks in the road, right, that you come to and you have to decide which way to go. How do you make those decisions? If you're a man, if you're a woman, if you think one way versus another way, how how do you choose what you're going to do? And do you have to put a lot of thought into what you're making for dinner versus what strategic direction your business is going to take versus whether or not you're going to try anal sex for the first time? How much thought do you put into it? How... How do you decide how much thought to put into it? <laughs> and there you go. But since it's Wednesday, I have to share with you some things that my dear friend Kareen sent to me today. She is she is my rock. We've known each other for a number of years, and she has started sending me um, daily tidbits. And since today is hump day, she took that all the way to the next level. <laughs> So, so um, here's some things that you can certainly share with your friends and loved ones. Grant me the serenity to kick some motherfucking ass today and karate chop the shit out of anyone slowing down my train of awesome. I thought that was pretty awesome. Right there. That was it. That wrapped it up. Uh, but then she went on, on a more spiritual tip. A great attitude becomes a great mood, which becomes a great day, which becomes a great year, which becomes a great life. Lots of truth there. And of course, this goes out to my friend Max, who I feel like is listening, and you all have heard me talk about before. Hump day is disappointingly misleading. It's already past lunchtime, and I haven't been humped once. So a little wisdom from Corrine today that hopefully will give you a giggle. So, what do you think it is that drove Corrine to send those messages? What made her think, it's Wednesday, it's hump day, let's get a little humor out of this while we still can. I don't know, I don't know her thought process, but we're going to dig in and see if we can't uncover ours. Is it philosophical? Is it leadership-based? Is it just in general, how to make a good personal decision? 
I'm trying to figure out as I sit here with three stacks of paper in front of me. And yes, I do have three stacks of paper in front of me. You often hear me with my notes. Um, where to start? And I'm thinking, looking at this from a spiritual and philosophical level at first might be the better part of valor. So let's do that. Let's think about these decisions that we're going to make. Let's pick a few. What's for dinner? I have to know this in advance because I usually freeze my meat. Um, so it's important for me to know what's for dinner so I have something thought out. Uh, let's see. How do you decide if you are attracted to someone or it's the right time to say I love you? How do you make that decision? What approach do you take? I don't know that I would use anything on the leadership tip, right? This stack can stay over here. Good personal decision. That stack works. Philosophical works. Um, let's see what else. Selling, buying a house. There's another tough decision. But what about um, whether or not you're going to clean the house? Your mother-in-law is coming over. Do you go get a massage? Do you clean the house like a kook because she's going to judge you or at least your perception is that she's going to judge you? Why does it matter? She's a human too. Why do we put this kind of weight on our decisions? I do this every day. I'm a constant um, planner and thinker. I'm always working off of a to-do list. Uh, how do I make the decision from what's a priority to another? <laughs> and how do I how do I prioritize the to-do list over the email that comes in regularly? How do I decide what's next? What's right for my small business? How do you decide what's right for yours? What's the next right step? And is there any intention in all of this? Do you ask for it? Do you believe it's really there? It's already there and you just have to open up the channel for it to come through? Just lots of things to think about. So diving in, let's look at the spiritual philosophical side of things. What about fear? Does fear influence our decision-making process? Of course it does. Absolutely, I think fear influences every single thing that we do in life. Uh, if I jump out of that plane, will my parachute open? If I say I love you, will he say I love you back? Hmm. If I react one way to my child, will she hate me forever? You guys get a lot of my personal stuff on shows like this, so... But how do, you, how do you get through it? How do you get past your fear? Well, the first and most important thing is understanding it. And to understand it, you kind of need to get it out of your head and get it in front of you, right? So sit down and write about it. Journal it. Take a few days. It's not like if it's a, if it's a decision that's going to impact the rest of your life, take a minute with it. 
Get it out on paper. Get it out of your head. And ask yourself some questions. Allow yourself the time and the space to vent. This is your space. Your time. Rant, even. Get mad at yourself. Get mad at the world. It doesn't matter. It's your space. Ask the questions. I went through this when Dad died. Dad was in the hospital. We found out he had um, pancreatic cancer. And I had talked to the surgeon, and he expressed that we could do something to prolong his life. We could have a surgery. If he survived the surgery, he was 80 at the time. If he survived the surgery, we would prolong his life by meh, six months. And it probably wouldn't be a grand quality of life because most of that time would be spent in recovery and rehab. So I had to, that's a serious fear there, folks. I had to face that and make the decision whether or not just to let him go or try to save his life. And I had to think through whether or not he would want me to do things one way or if I was projecting what my thoughts and fears were onto him. How do you make a decision like that? That's a, that's, and you don't have much time. In situations like that, you do not have a lot of time to sit and journal. You certainly don't have a week to journal about it because your, your loved one might pass in 24 hours. This might be the only chance. Make the decision. So fear. And ask yourself the question when you're thinking through that fear. What is the decision that I need to make and what am I afraid might happen if I make the wrong choice? What's the worst case scenario? At least you know. If I pull this Pringle out of this can, is the world going to implode? Probably not. <laughs> Eat the damn Pringle. All right. And we just talked about this. Identify the worst case scenario. Will the world implode if I eat this Pringle? What will happen if we'll go back to the scenario with my father? What is the worst case? He's going to die. There's no way around that. That's the worst case scenario. I have to make a decision one way or another. So... In this case, my mind went to that six months and just shy of the end, the finality of death, there was six months of being miserable. And I just couldn't have that for my dad. What was the worst case scenario there? That was the worst case scenario. So... You write about your decision that you need to make. You discuss the fear with yourself. And then you try to identify the worst case scenario for each and every possible choice, if you have time. Push your decision to the limits of what could go wrong. I know that sounds, it's, it's like 
counterintuitive because you don't want to impose negativity on making a decision. However, sometimes you need to know what the potential outcomes look like. Another piece, consider whether the decision you make will be permanent. All right, going back to the dad scenario. <laughs> yes, definitely permanent. Uh, doesn't matter which way you go, it's permanent. But say you're struggling with deciding whether or not to take a part-time job or spend more time with your kids. If you end up having trouble paying the bills, you can reverse the decision by looking for a full-time job, right? So that makes that choice a lot less permanent. You can you can change course. And that's okay. It's all right to make a decision and it not go the way you anticipate and you change what you're doing completely. It is okay to forgive yourself for going down the wrong path. What's perceivably the wrong path might not have been. It might just have been a detour to keep you from going somewhere you weren't intended to go. It's hard to say. There's seems like there's a bigger plan in motion, right? Oh, in the grand scheme of things, when you are trying to make a decision, one of the most important aspects is to stay calm. <laughs> Take a deep breath or a few. And understand that riding high on emotions, whether they're positive or negative, can impact your decision making, you know, the ability to make a rational decision. So just step back, take a deep breath, get centered, stay calm, and then go out there and get as much information as humanly possible because you want to make sure you have all the facts. You've got to have it all together. Pull your head out of your butt. Get all the information you need so that you can start putting the pieces together and see if it works. All right, um, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Unstoppable on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Stark. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. You are listening to Unstoppable on the Inspired Choices Network, and I am your host, Wendy Chafin-Start. And today, we are talking about making those all-important or not-so-important decisions and how we go about doing that or how we can go about better doing that. Um, Before we roll back into how we are going to accomplish this, I will say if you need help or want to talk through um, making a decision for your small business, be it about marketing or just in general, trying to pull the trigger on jumping off that fence, uh, feel free to reach out. Visit my website at www.unstoppablestart.com. There's a contact form down there at the bottom of the page. Just fill it out and I'll be happy to get back to you. First half hour's on me. So back to how to look at this decision-making process. And we're kind of walking through, in general, the uh, the thoughts, the drivers, things that could influence which direction you take. And we have talked about fears and worst-case scenarios. Will your decision be permanent? Definitely staying calm and getting as much information as possible. What about thinking through who's going to be affected? Are you trying to make a decision to go from part-time to full-time? Why would you want to go from part-time to full-time or full-time to part-time even let's say full-time to part-time because you want to spend more time with your kids well why why do I never see my kids it might not be a good idea to ask yourself why questions every therapist on the planet is going to say that's just antagonizing use what questions and how questions what can I do differently how can I improve things Why is why aren't you doing that correctly? <laughs> why are you doing it that way? Um, but in this scenario, we're going to ask the why questions. Why do I never see my kids? Why am I considering part-time work over full-time? Ask yourself five whys. Well, I'm considering part-time work because I never see my kids. Why do I never see my kids? Because I work late most nights. Why do I work late? Because I have a new account. Okay, cool. Why is it taking up so much time? Because I'm trying to do a good job. I want a promotion. Why do I want to be promoted if I want to work part-time? 
there's a huge conflict there. So then maybe ask yourself, well, here's this conflict. We've gotten to a deeper part of this decision-making. Is it permanent? Let's go back to that. The way things are now, is this for real the way it's going to be? Am I going to be working these hours forever? No, well, it's really only because you have a new account. So maybe step back and think through that timeline, what that looks like. Can you have a conversation with your kids and share with them that, you know, this is a really important part of your life. You're trying to get to that point where you can be promoted. You want to make more money so you can provide more for your family. And then it circles right back around to, is this really what I want to be doing? Would I rather be with my kids? It's tough, but one way or another, keep asking yourself the questions and you're going to get to the decision. In this case, who's affected? Well, you are, your spouse is, your kids are. What about options? Are there solutions outside of what you can see? Is it a, a possibility that you work from home instead of the office? Could those late hours be accomplished while you're spending time with your kids? What are the options involved? And will they help if they were opened up to you? Sure. Can you ask those questions? Can you go back to the boss and say, hey, you know, this is really where and, where and then, and I'm considering leaving. I feel like I'm a valuable resource, but I'd like to spend more time with my kids. Can I still make as good a an impression on you if I do this work from home? I'd probably say, hell, if you can do it from home while taking care of your kids, you will have won my respect forever. Will he say that? Are you a woman or are you a man? Hmm. More questions. All right. So list all of your options. Maybe come up with a solution outside of what you're staring in the face. Hmm. Then there's the pros and cons list. We'll talk about this in a bit. Um, okay. Let the space between the thoughts allow you to see the bigger picture. So we have who's it going to affect, we have best and worst case scenarios, we have all of the facts we can possibly glean from the situation, you have it in front of you. Maybe you have a pros and cons list in front of you already, maybe you don't, but you definitely have it on paper. What's the decision? How's it going to affect these people? Now just sit with it. It's out of your brain. Go for a walk. Go for a jog. Go play a game of catch with a kid. Take a break from it. Once it's out of your head, just take a break. And let those moments of pure bliss in between bring up to you what's the most important part of it. Let all of the bits and pieces, all of the bacon bits that are stuck to the bottom of the pan, let those come to the top. Let them float to the surface. It's okay. 
It's okay. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just thought. If you're a creative, you realize that your ideas, decisions, and solutions come at times when you're really not thinking about stuff. I find when I walk in my gratitude every morning or walk and talk to Max on the phone uh, that my brain is just kind of mellow. And all of those thoughts bubble to the surface. Ideas, pure brilliance if you ask me. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, They come up. And I can choose to act on them or not. At least they come up. So open yourself up to that. Go brush your teeth. That's another thought. Go brush your teeth. Go cook a meal. Your brain is taken off of what you've been focused on. It's put on something else. It's put to task. Once it's put to task, that helps it open up. Open up those little blank spaces. And... Be sure you can distinguish between an impulse and actually making an informed, intelligent decision. Impulse decisions, you know how this works. As a marketer, I'm going to tell you right now. You know those um, aisles that you check out in the grocery store? That's all impulse. Magazines with headlines that capture your attention, chewing gum because you haven't brushed your teeth since 7 o'clock this morning and it's time for dinner and you're starving or... You realize your breath is really funky. Or maybe there's that Snickers bar hanging out there just calling your name because you are hungry. Um, What about that five-hour energy drink? From the marketing standpoint, you get where I'm going with this. Those are impulses. Informed, intelligent decisions say, "Eh, you can brush your teeth when you get home. It's okay. Don't waste a dollar. Um... You don't need that five-hour energy drink. It's 6 o'clock at night, and in five hours, it's going to be 11 o'clock at night, and you need to be in bed earlier than that. So don't do that. You get where I'm going. All right. Finally, there's the actual ask. There is the the, the making of the decision, the, the, the final part of the process. Well, maybe not the absolute final part, but the final part of the process. So can you talk to yourself like you are your friend? Can you go have a conversation in a mirror and treat yourself as if you are your own best friend? Sometimes you have to step back and think about Are you being gentle enough with yourself in making this decision? Can you forgive yourself if you go down the wrong road? Is it permanent? Be sure to play devil's advocate. Argue. Argue against every good reason that you have for wanting to make the decision. Argue with yourself. Isn't that funny? Play your own devil's advocate. Are you feeling guilty? Is that what, what's driving you? You're making the decision? 
guilt is one of those things that leads to mm, misrepresentation. It can be overcome. It's okay to see it and realize it and own it, but just blow it a kiss goodbye. It's more of those fun emotions and feelings that stem from fear. Just let them go. Write it out. Let them go if you have time. Think about the future. How does it look after you've made this decision? What does that future look like? Trust your gut. So many of us lose the ability to do that when it comes to trauma. Whether you've been through a divorce or come from a broken home, deal with angry people in our jobs. I can God bless customer service reps across the globe. There are some hardworking people they get yelled at anytime they are on the job. It has to affect their gut. All of these things affect your gut. You lose sight of that that space, the space in you that you can feel. Trust your gut. And definitely go with your first first decision. Don't try to flip-flop. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Unstoppable on the Inspired Choices Network. This is Lindy Chafin-Start. We'll be back in just a minute. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. All right. So, you are listening to... Uh, Sweet little old me, Lindy Chafin-Start here on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, we're talking today about decision-making and how to approach it, what to consider. Um, we've talked through a lot of this. There's something that I am a huge supporter of, and that is having a backup plan, a contingency. Uh, call it my my construction experience <laughs> at play, but having a contingency plan when you make a decision is important. Um, in a lot of ways, it's 
critical. What does that look like? Well, having a backup plan. It definitely leaves you feeling better equipped to deal with the worst case scenarios. Doesn't it? People in leadership are always expected to have a backup plan because there's always a chance that something's going to go wrong. So even if you're unlikely to need it, definitely have it. How are we going to finance this? Okay, well, if we can't pull it off, if that grant doesn't come through, if that lender doesn't provide what he's been asked, then what's our backup plan? Okay, secondary lender, a lender, a loan versus foundation or grant money. There are lots of options. Think through the options. And then just make the choice. So, there you go. That's the nuts and bolts, the ins and outs. But let's look at it in a couple of different ways. Making good personal decisions and making good business decisions. And you can apply these kind of in both directions. Um, let's look at your instincts. We talked about losing your gut instincts, but what about if you've got good, good gut instincts? <laughs> what about that? How about let's not let our instincts boss us around? Even if you've got a good gut, do the work. We've talked about this in marketing over and over again. Just because you feel like you have a good product, just because you feel like you know your audience, and every small business owner who's just starting out thinks that everybody is their audience, take the time to do the work to make sure that you are headed in the right direction, down the right path for you. Do the work. Make a list of your alternatives. Did you know the brain is the most powerful computer in existence? Of course you did, but it sucks at multitasking. It's very difficult to hold more than seven different trains of thought in your mind at one time and impossible to concentrate on two of them simultaneously. Lol, a person like me who has adult ADD, you can only imagine what that feels like. The reason we don't crash cars while we're talking on our cell phones is because we can switch between tasks really quickly. But we still react more slowly and less accurately than when we're doing each one alone. Fascinating, right? The brain is such a powerful machine. So write down your options. We're just going about this in the personal direction. Write down the options. Every option you have for the decision you're making. Get it out of your head. Spend some time on each one. Ask the question differently. 
rephrase it. How do you rephrase a question? You force yourself to think about the problem in different ways. That gives you the opportunity to come up with different solutions. What about history? Where does history come into play here? What has influenced you up to this point that would cause you to make one decision over another? Can you separate that? I'm asking y'all all the questions today. Why am I doing that? Because I want you to think it through. Another part of thinking through the history of it is trying to isolate that historical influence and determine how accurate your recollection is. Are you remembering this scenario more positively or more negatively than what actually happened? And how could that influence your decision? I went to private school. I had a bad experience in private school. Will I send my daughter to private school? Based on my experience? Yeah, I would send her to private school. If it allows her to get a better education, provides her with more opportunity, you better believe it. I'm not going to hold her back from something that could um, better her life because I had a bad experience. But that's what I'm trying to get to, the history. How does the history or your recollection of, your perception of the history influence your decision-making? Think of it kind of like a test. Your brain is hardwired to function in social, social situations. The upshot is we devote a lot of time and energy working in groups and maintaining friends and status. Imagine you're going to be graded for this decision. Do you think you'll put more effort into the process if it feels like you're being graded? Do you really want to impose that upon yourself? Hmm. Isn't an exam? Am I handing it in? In some respect, yes. Will you get another chance to change it or no? Of course you will. It's one decision. Is it permanent? Is it temporary? Will someone die? Yes. Okay, then you don't get a chance to change the decision. It's pretty simple. If not, if it's temporary, let your gut guide you. Work in those factors and trust your gut and move forward. Hmm. I tell you, decision making. In the end, you ultimately have to make a decision. You can't just sit on it forever and ever and ever. It's, it's sitting stagnant is the same as not making a decision. The other part of this is once you've made the decision in this regard, will I make the decision to tell this person that I love him or her? 
will I stick by what I'm doing, what I'm going to make for dinner? Make the decision concrete. I want to make chicken parmesan for dinner with pasta and Alfredo sauce. How am I going to make that decision concrete? Well, you better believe I'm going to pull the chicken out of the freezer so it can thaw out. (laughs) That's how I make that decision concrete. Maybe you tell a friend, hey, I've made the decision to write a book. What happens when that friend asks you next time you have coffee, hey, how's the book coming? Oh, you're accountable now. (laughs) Kind of fun. All right, so when you're in business, when you're in leadership, things are slightly different. If you're leading a team of people, if you're running an organization, you have to choose the most effective decision-making approach for the organization. It's not about you anymore. It's about the direction of your organization. Um, So how do you choose which approach to take? Well, let's look at the four methods before we decide, okay? The first approach is command. This is, as a leader, the approach you take as the boss. You make the damn decision. You make it, whether you've got buy-in or not, you make it and you move on. And people have to fall in line like ducks right behind you. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you have a general feel for how how people will react. Do you have the right leadership team in place? Are they willing to jump in this pit with you Um, or jump off a cliff? You hear me use these phrases a lot. Um, I say pull the trigger or jumping off a cliff because I've, uh, one, I've been in fear-based situations more than once when it comes to business and (laughs) decision-making. And um, I've worked with men a lot of my life. So I find that relating to them in terms that they understand uh, is helpful in this process. So you will hear me say pull the trigger and jump off a cliff. Um, it gets their minds going when, when you are able to relate to them in this way. So command, you make the decision. Second method is consult. Let's invite input from others. Trusted advisors in the small business scheme of things, it looks like your best friend, your partner, your kids, a consultant. You invite input from others so that you can get all of the information that you need. Next is putting it up for a vote. Let's look at all the options and then call for a vote. We'll decide together what's going to happen. And lastly is consensus. (laughs) This is when you talk yourself to death. Talk until everyone agrees to one decision. 
God, that sounds like a lot of work. Dude, it sounds like a lot of work. Um, but consensus is important in a lot of different scenarios. So we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to break down each of these decision-making methods that can both help in your personal and professional life. You are listening to Unstoppable on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin-Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. Thanks for being with me today on Unstoppable. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to be talking about next week. We will keep you posted <laughs> until then. Uh, let's get back to this chat. So we were talking about the four different um, leadership methods of decision-making, command, consult, vote, and consensus. Um, so let's just start with command. It's simple, to the point. Um, this takes no involvement from anyone whatsoever. This is all you. You can make a decision quickly. You can make it in one or two days. No matter how you approach it, um, nobody, nothing on the outside really helps us with this. We just decide. I mean, we might do our own research, but you get where I'm going. We don't ask for participation. It's when you turn a decision over, oh no, it's, no, make a decision, move on. All right, consulting, consult style decision making is when you ask for input. This is that process when decision makers invite others to influence them before they make their choice. Consult with an expert a representative population, or even people who just want to offer an opinion. You can kind of see where consulting would play into personal decision-making. Hey, kids, what do you want for dinner? Hey, mom, what do you think about this guy? Consulting can be an efficient way of gaining ideas without bogging down the process, right? Not too much anyway. 
a lot of people, leaders, couples, parents, we kind of all use this method. Gather ideas, evaluate options, make a choice, inform the broader population. It's not a space where you need a lot of buy-in. When you need a lot of buy-in, you've got to work towards that consensus. But the next style is vote. So let's touch on that. This is when team members will agree to support whatever decision is made. Now, guaranteed, there will be someone in the group that will make this a split vote, right? You're running an organization. You have your senior management team around the table. Unless you're a real ball buster, everybody's going to have an opinion. I've worked for the real ball busters before. They're no fun. They say they're going to empower you, but then they just do what they want to do. Why do you bother? How do you come around to the options? Well, you or someone on the team does the legwork. You bring the options to the table. You require a vote when efficiency is critical. And you have a number of good options in front of you. The team might understand or will understand that they might not get their first choice, but they are going to support the decision of everyone involved. Whatever's voted most likely best scenario wins. I'm in. Let's do it. You don't want to talk this issue to death. You vote. Consensus is when you have everybody's buy-in. Buy -in. Everyone will fully support that final decision. It's great and it's frustrating all at the same time. It means you have to talk to everyone and everyone has to be on board. It can create a great unity and really great decisions. But if you go down the wrong road, it can be a complete and total waste of time. So, think about when it's best to use that consensus style of decision making. So, how do you choose which one to use when, you, when you're in leadership? Well, first thing, who cares? I don't mean that in the negative. I mean who literally cares, who genuinely wants to be involved. Don't involve people who don't care. Who knows? Who has the expertise that you need or that the team needs to make the best decision? Encourage these people to be part of the process. Who has to agree? 
who whose cooperation do you need? Authority influence. It's usually better, especially with the management team, to involve these folks from the get-go. Get their buy-in. They can get their staff's buy-in. Trickle-down effect. How many people is it actually worth involving? It's a good question. So, your goal should be to involve the fewest number of people while still considering the quality of the decision along with the support that people will give. <laughs> we make it sound so simple, right? So, how will you decide where to take your product to market for your small business? How will you decide which direction your organization will go in next? How will you decide what's for dinner? How will you decide which way to turn out of the street today? I always imagine myself when I'm in this scenario standing at the end of a gravel road. And there's a road in front of me, left, right, straight ahead. Sometimes I just take a chance and I let the adventure take me where I need to go. Especially in the case of the I love yous and what's coming next. I definitely don't need to think through that too much. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. We are at the end of our show. There is no other decision to make. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And until next week, be unstoppable. Thank you for being Inspired Choices Network's most valuable asset and for tuning in to Unstoppable. Host Lindy Chafin Start will return next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time with more valuable tips to support you and your small business. Until then, be unstoppable. <laughs>